Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, the multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you are having a great, great day and a great week ahead. So today we're going to do something called atrocity literature um, and its effect on the Bengal violence. So what is atrocity literature? It's a word that I take out from the vocabulary of a very important man called Rajiv Malhotra. I think every one of you knows who he is. If not, please uh, look him up. He is extremely an honorable man who's working so hard for our Vedic civilization and to wake up the Indian masses. So uh, he came up with this word called atrocity literature. And literature which basically tells you, gives you all the wrong information to um, uh, to hate your own culture, to tell you lies about your culture, to destroy you through narratives, okay? And once this narrative is set in your head, it occupies your own free space, it forms a default setting, and from that default setting, you then build upon lies, more lies, and more lies, and it comes to a pyramid, and the pyramid comes down, and it'll start all over again. All of this to cause anger, to cause animosity, to create, keep you on a constant um, platform of uh, uh, neg negativity and negation so that you never rise up and they will always be on the top of the pyramid. The only thing is the earth is not flat, the earth is cyclic, which Abrahamic groups do not understand. And because they know that the earth is not cyclic, it's fr and they know that, what should I say, they don't really understand, although they know the earth is flat, they don't understand that the earth it is not flat, they still have vocabulary and their thought process is still that the earth is flat. And as a result of which, you know, they keep trying to tell you, no, 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 you're never going, you're, you're, you're great, we love your culture, we respect your culture, but you are a cast, dullit, untouchable, lies after lies. And they build upon it with narratives and such sleep narratives, you believe it, and then they keep you away from your culture. So they're not going to tell you anything about your native culture. You're going to, they're not going to tell you anything about who, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be kept. They pay your own government officials to keep you away from your knowledge, your ancient knowledge, as a result of which this ancient knowledge, uh, you don't know who your ancestors are, what they have committed, what they have um, built, what they have uh, what they have uh, invented, how they have contributed to the world. They, f they keep all this out. So you're only faced with literature and atrocity literature that negates you and your mindset as a result of which your anger, you always end up in war, fight. That's why Abrahamic groups have been at war for 3,000 years, because they are based on atrocity, literature, fear, negation, animosity, anger, and destruction. And this is what they have given to India as a gift. And we are swallowing it block, stock, and barrel. So let's start with atrocity literature. We'll look at a few topics and how they work it, okay? BBC, you know, the favorite group that we just talked about two days ago? Now, the BBC has been involved in a sex scandal. What is that sex scandal? Uh, well. Um, the one of the um, one of the BBC presenters had a sex allegedly sexual affair with an underage person, 17 years old, who was 17 at that time, a couple of years ago. Now, in the United Kingdom, the legal age of consent for consensual sex is 16. 
Uh, however, this presenter, now morally it's, it's wrong, okay? And this presenter is a lot older than 16. One person was 16, one, present, one presenter was much older. And there was sexual um, uh, conduct going on and there was money being exchanged, okay? Now when there's money being exchanged, that's not consensual sex, that is paid for prostitution. Now all of this is alleged, so we don't know whether it's right or wrong. Uh, but it's been allegations made by the Sun newspaper because the child's, or the person who was a child at that time, 17 years old, um, was being misused and the money being used for drugs and she needed help, no one was going to help her. And finally she ended up at the Sun and the Sun made allegations in the newspaper and now it's all over the news. It is disgusting, pathetic. Uh, the BBC knew about this apparently two months ago and did nothing didn't even continue to let the presenter be on air, uh, but did absolutely nothing. Now, there's a huge scandal, the police is involved, and the uh, BBC is facing charges, or will eventually face uh, charges, some type of charges, if the allegations are, tr are correct, because at, n at present it's still alleged. Um, but it's a big scandal now. There was, if it was really nothing, then we wouldn't have had so much of noise about it. Uh, but instead, BBC was busy making a documentary on Modi and, and Modi, Narendra Modi, our, our Honorable Prime Minister. A couple of years ago, should I say two and a half decades ago, in, 19, in the 1990s, Princess Diana gave an interview to Martin Bashir of the BBC. Uh, it was a, a very uh, done quietly under the rugs. No one knew about it. And everyone, you know, felicitated the BBC for getting this hit interview against the royal family. It was big news at its time, if those who remember. But we know now that the BBC lied. The BBC told lies. They tricked Dinah. They gave her false information. They lied to her and got her to believe in certain things. And as a result of which, BBC had to apologize. I don't know if they paid a fine or two, but it was in the news, and, and her children have you know, uh, really gone against and, and uh, be the BBC and, and put out comments saying they are sick to their stomach, approximately, something like that, to, at what the BBC did. And they're very hurt about this. But because Dinah was depressed, and this led to uh, increased depression, which eventually led to her death. Um, and this was Princess Dinah. So they conned people, they lied to people, they are morally corrupt, um, and they con people into believing things, and then they make documentaries and they make interviews on you. And so while the sex scandal is going on, they are making documentaries on, um, on Narendra Modi. So you think, uh, do you think a group of people who are liars, immoral, uh, corrupt, um, who have who whose presenters are involved in sex scandals, having sex with underage people allegedly, paying money for it, the sex, are able to make a documentary, a correct documentary on the Prime Minister of India. I mean, who are these people? They are supremacists to the core. This being said, this this is not all. We know we have a huge uh, uh, sex slave scandal in the United Kingdom involving Muslims, specifically of Pakistani descent, about 87% of them. 87% of Pakistani Muslims involved, sorry, not 87, but the people caught 
out of which 87% of them were Pakistani Muslims. And that's what the news said. Nothing big has come out of this. No big uh, knowledge about this. No one talks about it now. They all hushed, 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 hushed. But it's there. It's such a huge scandal. It went on for 20 years. The police knew about this, but the police didn't do anything because they were scared of their own shadow. They pretend to be the big Scotland Yard, the big MIM5, but they have no courage to stand up against the same sex scandal people, uh, people involved in raping their own native population. They do not mind sacrificing their native population, um, raping them. They don't mind that they don't help them, uh, but they are intent on protecting their backs out of racism and they have no guts against the Muslim um, authority, uh, Muslim, three million Muslim population, or was it five million? That's all they are. And going against them and saying you are a result, you're, you are involved in preaching about sex slavery against native, native people of the country. If you can do that, um, I'm going to stand up against you. No, they didn't. They actually protected these rapists. They refuse. They, they just do not go on and on and talk about it. They do not. There's no investigation, depth, in-depth depth in investigation or documentaries on it, like they've done for Narendra Modi. But these are the same immorally corrupt people who have the guts and the gall to go against the Honorable Prime Minister of India paint him in all the negative light, make him have the audacity to paint him as the person to behind uh, the 2002 Godra rights um, and, and make, you know, fake documentaries and our gullible people of India who've been kept away from 75 years from their own history, their own heritage, their own knowledge, have been told that the Hindus are bad, Hindus are caste, Hindus are violent, Hindus are dirty, Hindus are filthy. They've been given this image constantly about this negativity and you think that this is not going to play um, a, a role in democracy, this is not going to affect democracy, this is, th this is not a Trojan horse. I mean, you know, in the Esther years, we were fighting against invading armies. Who are the invading uh, armies today? They are narratives. The invading army is your mind that is being overflown or overridden by narratives and atrocity literature. We are being invaded again. And this time, you can't see the enemy. It is in the form of fake news, narratives that have been spewn and strewn in order to destroy the country from the inside. They pretend that they're the, they're the fathers of democracy. They are not. They are still the same um, pathetic, disgusting, imperial, feudal invaders that they were before. The colonial hangover. This is not just the British. I'm not talking the British. I'm, I'm talking of everyone involved in continu continuously harping on India. You got you know, the whole planet, but they want to harp on India. Why not anyone else? Because they know that India was an ancient civilization, very, very uh, vi um, vibrant civilization, and all that they have achieved today, 
is because of inventions, knowledge, which already were existed on the Indian subcontinent by the Indian civilization, which shows and proves that everything that Abraham is, Abraham is based on, all the narratives and the fake news that Abrahamic ideologies are based on are absolutely false, completely utter false. But they've been spread, given this and, and, and indoctrinated your mind, this becomes your platform this becomes your narrative, your operating platform, your default settings. So even if someone tells you something, you're not going to believe it because you're going to go back to default settings. This is the only thing you know, and you don't know your own culture. You don't know your own heritage. So this is important to understand how this invasion of narratives and atrocity literature is not only affecting our democracy, but it's affecting our a civilization and there is an invasion going on the only way to to rise up above it is through knowledge go get the knowledge of your ancient civilization your culture we are all one we are all the same cosmic energy we are all the same gravitational force we are all um, currents and waves of the same cosmic ocean there is no difference we we move in cycles um, so that's one, that's the BBC. Let me go again to something else. If you go on Google and type Mopla riots, okay, what are the Mopla riots? Happened after the Khilafat movement went bust, Gandhi supported it, and after Gandhi supported it, uh, because the Muslims were not successful against the British uh, and the Khilafat movement, they came back and they took out their anger on the Hindus who did not support them. And so we had the Mopla genocide. We know that, that it was done specifically by uh, the Muslims of the area. Um, but we've been told, if you go on Google and you see, um, you look at Google and it says very clearly that the Mopla genocide or riots were caused by Hindu elitists who had uh, oppressed uh, the Muslims, the poor Muslims of, of the area. If that is not a lie, I don't know what is. So you could say again, you could use the same narrative for, for, uh, for Godra. Say, well, you know, the, the Hindus were oppressed. They were burned alive in a car, in, in a train, um, in two train, car, tra tra train bogies. Um, and they were angry and they were oppressed by the Muslims. But no, 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 no. It's now, it's the Hindu's fault. It's always the Hindu's fault. This group, this Abrahamic ideology is so supremacist, it cannot take its own responsibility. And this is what I've always said. If you want equal opportunity, you need to take equal responsibility. But they don't do that. And they will never take their own responsibility. For the Armenian genocide, it was the Armenians who had fall. For the Mopla riot, it was the Moplas who were uh, the victims. For the Kashmir uh, genocide, oh, it was the Hindus. It's always the Hindus. They are perfect. Islam is perfect. Christians are perfect. And they're the only two groups who have gone around the world and, and, and destroyed the planet. But hey, don't tell that to them. So you can see that this knowledge on the internet for the Mopla genocide is being attributed as theft, is uh, oppression by the Hindu elitist. The Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus. Everything is the Hindus. 
um, they are so hell bent on a first reflex action. Something is wrong. It's the Hindus. Something else is wrong. Oh, the fascist Hindutvadis. Something else. Oh, it's the fascist BJP. Something else. It's the RSS. It is. It is the base and the foundation of everything they do, um, and that, my dear friends, uh, is what is called atrocity literature. Now, this is being read by people across the planet. Guess what? They are the policy makers of tomorrow. And when they make their policies, they're going to go to their Google University, and they're going to see everything that is there. And when they see that, well, they're going to make their policy, oh, uh, religious rights are being reduced in India. No, there's no such thing as re religious rights. There are only two groups, and they're not religious. They are relics of colonial empires, long and short of the story. And their narrative atrocity literatures for only one thing and one thing only, to destroy the Indian civilization from the inside with lies. Now, go back to Google and type untouchability. Untouchability, again, you will see it's Hinduism. There's no such thing as Hinduism. They've invented it, but doesn't matter because the world is ignorant. They see that and they believe it. This is the basis of their default settings. Next thing you know, they are the future leaders of tomorrow, and they are, they are the policy makers, and they're going to go back to this Google University and say, see, it says on Google, it says on Wikipedia. Um, this is atrocity literature. Uh, you go to caste, and it says uh, Hindus in the caste system from India. There is no word caste. It belongs to, to Spanish, Spain, and Portugal, and it belongs to the... the um, the, the empires who invaded Africa and who invaded South America, including invaded Goa. And that's how caste came to India, through Goa. But they are still making laws in South California saying, oh, we are against caste. Now, not only that, Dalit is Hindu. Uh, sorry, Dalit is Hebrew. It is not Hindu. We know that Dalit is the fourth letter in the, in the Hebrew alphabet. If you go to my Facebook page, Dalit is Hebrew. Go to the here Facebook page and you will see the, that um, the picture is showing that Dalit is the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the concept of Dalit are poor people who are marginalized because they are sick and they are considered, they, they fall sick, they have got leprosy, and they are considered to be people who do not believe in God. And so God has punished them, so they are now poor and sick, and they have to be kept away from society. And that, my dear friends, is what is called Dalit. It's in the Bible, the Old Testament, chapter 3, um, Le Leviticus, and I think chapters 12 to 7, if I'm not mistaken, 12 to 13. Um, so you can go there and verify. Now that is called atrocity literature. You know that Dalit is Hebrew, but they will not say it. You know that caste is Portuguese, but they will still keep harping on it. You know that untouchability is in the Bible and it's in the Quran, but they keep saying, oh, we are against the Kufar, we are, they are the evil, we are peaceful. That's called atrocity literature. So they build this narrative, they feed their people with this uh, aggravating atrocity. They keep you on a plantation of negativity, anger, despite hate against your neighbor. They create this divide and rule. They camouflage it with, uh, we are a society of equality and social justice, um, and we believe in, in peace. When 3,000 years, they are filled with histo history of bloodshed, war, violence, and negativity, and divide and rule. That, my dear friend, is what is called atrocity literature. All these narratives about Abraham, 
about the peace and love of Abraham or equal rights is atrocity literature is, is false. It has no basis because it's a flat earth ignorant ideology. Not only that, there is violence in the Bible, there is in the Old Testament, there's violence in the Quran, but that is overridden. It's okay, that's okay. Oh, it was in the past, it was in the context. The context says that there was a genocide um, in, in Mopla, but doesn't matter. Oh no, it was a context. Uh, doesn't matter that at the side of the Mopla riots was the, was the Nawab of, uh, of Hyderabad, who was the richest man in the world at that time. He recently, his last descendant recently died. He was a billionaire 10 times over. He was richer than the Ambani's, the Tatas, um, the Birlas, all put together. And he had so much of money because they had gold mines and, and, and diamond mines. They also had mines that the Nawab at that time married his, I think his daughter to the son of uh, the last Ottoman emperor, or was it vice versa? But one of the children of the Nawab of Hyderabad was married to the last Ottoman um, emperor's child. And that's how the descent went on, and the last descendant died. Uh, and they were rich, so how can those people uh, in, in, in Hyderabad not help the poor Muslims of, uh, of, um, of Mopla? No, they didn't, of course. They kept their money and reveled in their rich gold and silver and blamed the elite Hindus for the genocide. Again, it's atrocity literature. But this, my dear friends, is the basis of the policy makers, it's the basis of the negativity in society, it's the basis of the riots in Bengal and Manipur, and the riots and the genocide in Kashmir. That is what it is. It is the basis. Can you believe someone who's brainwashed for this? This is exactly what I was brainwashed when I was young. I actually believed in it. So this is the knowledge that is brainwashed into you day in after day out of the day. And caste, Dalit, untouchability, caste, untouchability. Hindus are bad, Hindus are horrible, Hindus are this. And from then onwards you have, uh, you feeding them with violence, anger, neg negativity. The first explosion of violence, the first vent, it will explode. Uh, the politicians on the top, um, you know, the, 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 the Mamta Banerjee's of their time, of, of, the, of, the, of that time, will then force tell people, oh, we have to protect ourselves from these big bad BJP, and now they've already been brainwashed, and what do you think the people are going to do? They're going to go and violate them, uh, kill people. Doesn't matter if their own brothers and sisters, doesn't matter if they're their own people, doesn't matter if, if they're citizens of the country, they're human beings, no, you have to kill them destroy them, divide them, and create violence. Because these people are brainwashed with atrocity literature. And this is the basis of the violence. And the bulk of this violence is also coming from atrocity literature. It's coming from universities, universities like Harvard, who are actually preaching caste is Hindu. If you go on their website, you will see very clearly it says, caste is a Portuguese word. So if it's Portuguese, how is the caste system, which are both foreign words, now come into the English Indian vocabulary? It doesn't have no place. Oh, it's the Varna system. Can you show me one place where it's written Varna system? There's no place, but they still lie. And this is called atrocity literature. Now they're actually selling this as, as education, 
uh, to their students. The students are being taught courses on caste system in India, which is atrocity literature, a lie propagated uh, by, by the ha Harvard and universities similar like them. And these are the foundation of the policymakers of tomorrow. Now, Harvard also has a school in India, a business school, if I'm not mistaken. And they've come out with this new ideology, um, new concept called ESG. I think it's called Equality uh, and Social Justice Systems. Um, and, and what are they telling them? Oh, th they are here to have social justice and make everyone equal. And that is the norm of tomorrow. They are training the youth to believe in this nonsense ideology uh, that they are superior. They are only there to have equal justice. But they are the creators of that equal injustice to all by their own atrocity literature. So the back door, by telling them Hindus are caste, Hindus are Dalit, the caste system, the Hindu system, the Dalit system, the untouchability, which is all in the Bible and which is all in the Quran. They will not take a look at it. They are so smug. And when they have violence, they say, oh, democracy at stake. Isn't this democracy at stake? The violence is not democracy at stake, which is being run and funded and fueled by these same Abraham goons and thugs who are running the, 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 the shift from the back door. First, by creating a foundation for this, by occupying rent-free space, by making sure that the, the youth of today are not in touch with their ancestors and heritage, their literature of the past, their knowledge of the past, very much like the natives of South America and North America who were told they were savages. They were put in, in, in uh, ref reformation schools, in reserves. They were only given knowledge to suit the government of their time, the colonial government. That means knowledge had nothing to do with their ancestors, with their heritage. They were kept away from their knowledge. Um, they were given knowledge that they, they were filthy people, they were, they were drunks, they were um, savages. And over time, these people forgot their languages, they forgot their cultures, as a result of which, uh, they became the slaves of today, and now they have—they're just not even two percent of natives on the sub on the on the continent of America, North America, and there's not much on the in South America. Can you understand that? This is how they destroy civilizations, not just by force, but by in by narrative. Narratives are the new colonial invasions of the day. Before you needed an army, today you need a narrative. And that is called atrocity literature, which becomes the default platform of who you are. It's repeated and repeated and repeated. This then becomes a, a, a plus. It becomes the narrative and the basis of the policymakers of the future. This also keeps the general population on a constant plantation of hate, of fear, of negativity, fear of the other side without telling you the cycle of who you are, without telling you the ne the energy field that makes you up, without telling you that you are Hambrahamasmi, you are the creator, you are the cosmic creator, you are part of that cosmos, you are just one frequency of that cosmos. We work in frequencies and those frequencies are cyclic and moves in currents and waves and um, we're all the same energy field. The form is different but the, but but the energy is the same. Um, and that's what makes us up. 
we are only given perceptions of our mind through narratives and that is what is dividing us as long as we have these divisions as long as you're being fed with a steady fear or staple diet of fear negativity uh, wrong information um, information by huge institutions pretending to be the source of all the information but are very clearly lying through their nose to continuously destroy civilizations and take over the planet uh, through the back door and then pretending to be victims of a bigger agenda, uh, I'm sorry, uh, don't believe you anymore. Um, and, and to the people of India, you need to understand that you're being used, you're being abused by something called atrocity literature uh, that is all prepared and shaped in order to destroy India from the inside through narratives through discrimination, through uh, f falsehoods, through negativity, to fear, and to keep India constantly fighting against one another, which is the basis of the violence in Bengal, which is the basis and the foundation of the violence in Manipur, uh, which are the lies being told from the time we are born, and uh, this is the basis of it, the atrocity literature. They are in the country uh, through the internet and on the ground through the NGOs, through uh, institutions like Harvard, institutions uh, like these missionary schools, institutions like uh, these Dava centers, these mosques who, who telling, uh, keeping on dividing you with the concept of, oh, the one is kufar, one is pagan, one is filthy, one is clean, one is nasty, one is dirty, one is untouchable, one is caste, and the other is so neat. And then they pretend, oh, this is started by in 2014 by Narendra Modi. Narendra Modi did not start this in 2014. Nothing starts over the table. Everything starts under the table. And this has been going on for so long. This is the, a tactic of uh, a shield tactic to defend themselves by using the word secular. Secular is just a shield to defend themselves uh, and the Trojan horse that they are. Inside is a very dark horse, and that dark horse is only there to divide you, to give you fake narratives, pretend that they are victims, but that victimhood is a shield. Uh, inside, they are there only to take over the land. And this, my dear friend, is what you call atrocity literature. Uh, do not uh, forget about it. Do not uh, just toss it away. Do not uh, pretend that it doesn't exist. It does. It is important that you understand this concept of atrocity literature, uh, this camouflage and a shield of secularism that has been given to you. It's a scam. It's a, it's a deflecting rule so that you do not investigate any further and believe them that they are equal with their equality and social justice. It is a scam. It is there only, only to divide you and keep you silent. But you have to question everything. Uh, you have to rise above the status quo. Heal. Do not use any violence. Never, ever use violence because it will come back to you. It's your currents that form the wave, so it's important to understand. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Gain the knowledge in your homes and have that conversation. You will gain the knowledge and have that conversation in your streets and at your borders. And that's how we heal because we are all Aham Brahamasmi. On that note, I thank, thank you for your time. I thank you for your, your peace, your, your support. Please spread this, con this podcast. Have this conversation with your friends, your neighbors, your, um, 
your social media groups, it's important you share it with at least five people, ask them to share it with another five people, ask them to share it with another five people, and it's very, very, very important. On that note, I take your leave. I thank you for your time. Till we meet again.